This is the Player One podcast with Josh and Sam, where life is one big game and we are Player One. What do we mean by that? We mean that if you treated life as if it was a simulated game and that you're an active Player One inside of it. How you win is simple. Reach your full potential. So, are you ready to level up? So how do auditions work when you do that by yourself? Um, so I, I, I get a person to read for me. My neighbour, luckily, is doing a directing course at RMIT. So he, um, I get the brief. Well, that's been fucking ages. Maybe just put it a bit closer. Yeah. It's been yonks yeah. um, since I had an audition because of COVID. Yeah. My last one was to fucking play a unicorn. You played a unicorn? In, in, yeah, like some like glam rock unicorns from oh, a yeah. kid's TV show. But you know, say so like the way I'll, I'll do it with him is so I'll be off. So he'll be off camera. I'll walk in a frame. Um, so I've got a little fucking really expensive light, light my whole face, and then he reads the lines. I fucking act it out. Oh, and yeah. And then yeah. Um, I edit it all and submit it. Do it all on my phone. So how does it, who do you submit the to my agent? To your agent. So, so my, so my yeah. agent sends me the auditions. Yeah. And then I submit it to my agent, and they submit it to the people. Sometimes I have to submit it myself because there's like there's NDAs, like. Yeah heaps of fucking like red tape and shit so they I just like sign all these things will not show will not do will not whatever yeah and they send you a script with your name all over it so the script gets, the script gets leaked they know it's yours yeah true and um yeah just film it send it to them and they fucking submit it and you sit there and wait to be rejected pretty much <laughs> that's all it is that's all it fucking is it's so just, what's the life of a, an aspiring actor to make it big um cause you don't see too many come out of Australia no, it, it, it actually be quite surprised. Like yeah. you think that, but then you go on like um, heaps of Canada, like because heaps of things are filmed in Canada these days and like whatnot. There are tons of Aussies that have moved to Canada or um, filming shit in Canada. There's heaps of cop shows that you, you'd be surprised. Like you watch a random cop show, you go, oh, "Who the fuck's that person?" And it's an Aussie. Yeah, we're actually um, we're pretty uh, what do you call it? Like not in demand, but because we're pretty easygoing and pretty hardworking, especially like um, drama school graduates, because we've got a pretty high standard with the drama schools. Um, we do tend to work it's just more like it's like a dad was talking to dad the other day um, about some Matt Damon interview he saw and it's like it's a life of rejection like you know like I really wanted this fucking this role and I couldn't get it because I didn't I didn't get it yeah. seeing the entire like Christmas break um, past New Year's January hoping to get the call after Christmas and didn't get it and it fucking sucks but it's all about like we'll talk about when we have we, have we started or yeah we're right oh fuck my bad sorry no it's uh, yeah it's um one of those things you kind of get taught uh, at drama school, it's all about uh, letting go. Like, if you're able to let go of shit, you're able to move forward. I feel like a lot of people can't let go and they kind of can't let themselves move on to the next thing. After being rejected. After being re- with any, yeah. anything. People get into a punch on with a mate or something like that and they can't let go of it and they hold on to that shit forever that kind of halts progress. Yeah. So it's all about, all about letting go. So, like, if I, um, if I don't get something, it's all about... So, like, I'll do an audition and I'll film it and I'll submit it and I'll send it off and then it's let go yeah if I get a call back I'll call back cool bring it back in work on it let go I find the second you try to hold on to something you never move forward if I hold on to the fact that I never got to fight in the ring or anything like that then I'm stuck so it's called I used to call it it's like um, hold on tightly let go lightly so you hold on to the shit you love tightly alright yeah but let it go when you have to and so I think it's like the most like it's to be an aspiring actor or to, or to be anyone to be functioning is to let go of shit when you need to, because um, yeah, it just makes people stagnate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So when you apply for a 
an audition. Yeah. So you wouldn't start to immerse yourself in any sort of character just for the audition. Oh, it like depends. Like, yeah, fuck, everyone's got their own process. I yeah. feel like you don't have enough time for that. So, like, you know, I could get sent a audition, say, uh, Monday night or Friday afternoon. And it has to be due Monday or it has to be due Wednesday. Like, the turnaround's that quick. So you can't really full on immerse yourself fully oh you can some people can do it so far some people can get a script look at that and then just drop that shit in really quick yeah um i find i'm quite a natural sort of actor some people are very academic like they've got their their rules and the things they learn at school that, that they need to put down in front whereas i'm like fuck it let's give it a crack <laughs> sort of thing um and i think yeah you, you can immerse yourself is i think that's what gets people roles is who can immerse themselves in the character and make that character theirs with what they've been given you know you only get given um, sometimes three or four slides. Sometimes they give you the entire script, but yeah. you only have to learn a certain, like to perform a certain scene. Um, yeah, you, you kind of. It depends on actor to actor. For me, I'm able to immerse myself because I'll have a day where I learn the lines, and then I kind of it's really weird. It's a really weird process where I kind of do it to a mirror and watch my own face because I think you kind of forget what you look like sometimes. It just kind of helps me connect to what I want to say, find the character, and drop mics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much like, yeah, it's kind of hard to immerse yourself fully into like, you can't do yourself a Heath Ledger Joker with two days notice, oh, yeah. you know, but it's, um, it just varies from actor to actor, you know, everyone's got their own process and their own way to do things. So yeah. you can, or you can't. Do you have like your own personal style of a character that you think that you feel the best? Oh yeah. Like scary, rugged, hunky, sort of like, um, eat to destroy you sort of characters. I find I can do them pretty easily. Like it's, it's really funny. You've got certain things, people have got their strengths. Um, I think because of fighting yeah, and like, cause you're just aspiring and standing in front of someone that eye contact are really good, like that piercing gaze for one. Um, but also just good at standing in my own shit. And I feel yeah. like, um, what drama school taught me was the bad guy. Isn't the guy that can be the angriest, it's the guy who can do absolutely nothing and make you shit your pants. Like when you look at Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson isn't scary when he's saying these like really fucked up stuff. Mike Tyson is scariest when he's just standing there looking at you like your food. And so like one thing I learned is I'm good at playing those characters where you can just stand there and look at someone like they're nothing like they're. He watched, um, he watched Killing Eve on Stan. No. Great show. There's this chick who plays, her name's like Villanelle and the way she looks at people is like they're lamb chops. And it's just like, like almost like Hannibal Lecter inside yeah, the lamps yeah. and just watch that shit and it's just cold as fuck and like yeah I love that like I feel like I can do those characters good also doing that sort of um, at school I played a lot of dads because I was like the older guy in the year played a lot of dads and we did this show called When the Rain Starts Falling and I played this really Aussie like had a fat suit on had a buzz cut and a big goatee yeah. and um, just played this big lovable dad so I'm kind of good at playing those sort of empathetic characters too but um, I prefer to play you know let's have a bust up yeah. Like, I'd love to be in an action movie. Like, yeah? Do it for free. That'd know? be pretty cool, eh? You know, be, or be in something like Vikings. You could. You don't have to pay me. I would happily walk on set every day with my axe and my shield <laughs> and sit there and just go, <laughs> one day. Like, that'd be good fun. But um, I think that's where I kind of sit. It's yeah. like, that's my area. That's good. I think like, did you, were you aware of that or do you think that drama I school think, helped I, I think I was pretty lucky. I think a big problem with a lot of drama school is people try and find who they are and what they want, like what they want to sell themselves as. And so at drama school, you do a thing called a showcase. So you do a showcase for all the agents in Australia and um, you try and sell yourself to them. 
and one thing I was told I was really good at, I pitched myself as me. Because you have to do a stage scene and a screen scene. And my screen scene was from a film called um, Two Hands with Heath Ledger. He plays like a bouncer. He meets this chick and he's kind of got that weird sort of rugged, mysterious, like he's in gangland sort of stuff, but he's got charm. Yeah. So that will show that sort of that Aussie laid back sort of larrikin, oh, how you going, mate, sort of thing, which is just me, like naturally. Yeah. And then in my um, stage scene, we played bouncers again, but had a really effed up monologue about smashing this guy's head in. I was able to show that side. And yeah, I just got a lot of um, a lot of eyes were pretty look, like looking at me saying, yeah, no, you, you sold yourself well, like you knew what you were about. I think it's the hardest thing for a lot of actors because a lot of actors see people like, they're heroes, like people see Heath Ledger and they, they want to be Heath Ledger. Yeah. But they forget to be themselves, which I think is the most important thing with like nearly any, anything you do. Like people spend so much time chasing someone else or to be someone else and forgetting who they are. And people don't want to see the same thing again. Like even like the other day or the other week, mum and dad were watching The Voice. And this guy came on with beautiful, beautiful pipes, singing a Buble song, sounding exactly like Buble. Yeah. And no one turned around for him because they've already seen Buble. They've already seen that guy. They didn't see him. And so I think it's an important lesson. Remembering who you are is more interesting than who someone else is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of forget that, even at drama school. And people, people figure it out and people do get there. And some people, they get there after drama school. Some people got there before drama school. I felt like I was kind of there before drama school, but it was just raw and misguided and needed to be kind of refined. So, yeah, I think it's all about you need to find who you are before you can find something else. Because then you just, I think you're lying to yourself and yeah. lying to everyone. Lying to, and that's the thing, the camera... Um, can smell bullshit people can smell bullshit yeah people, people are people, more people, educated than we think now oh they absolutely get it. absolutely especially because you know we're so we've got so much access to so much information so quickly we've all got pretty good bullshit radars these yeah. days and people can sense it and so when you're trying to be something that you're not people can tell that's why if people uh, come across as as fake or whatever, people kind of put them in that box or in that corner and say, oh, that person's a wanker or that person's an asshole because they're not being truthful. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, if you actually take the time to think who you are, what you're trying to say, what you want to be, then you are able to take control and able to be you and people will actually care. People don't care when you're not being yourself. That is true. That's good that you said that because I think that a lot of people have like a good radar for other people and they're good at judging <laughs> and trying to put people in a box, but they've got no idea who they are. Yeah. Or what they are about, oh, or how they're so betraying true. themselves. No, absolutely. No, I, th- I think because, and that's, I'm a big believer, and you've got to stop caring about what other people think. Like, I, f- I hate it when people, like, I care what people think in terms of if they think I'm a good bloke. Like, I try my best to just be liked by people, just be a nice guy, don't be an asshole. And I find, you know, that's where I kind of care what other people's opinions are. But in terms of after that, it, it's, it's kind of weird in an industry where I'm kind of like, do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? I'm an actor, do you like me? And I think I'm pretty good at going, cool. I'm going to think if I'm happy with it, I like it. That's all I can do. Because yeah. if you sit there trying to chase other people's um, appreciation, affirmation, whatever you want to call it, you're always chasing. Whereas if you can sit there and be happy in yourself, it makes life pretty fucking easy. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's weird that people spend so long trying to figure out who they are. So judging, I can easily judge other people and pick apart other people, but have no idea. I think it's because people also don't want to ask themselves like the real questions. Yes. They're scared of that. I'm scared of it. I know I'm stubborn as shit. Me and my, my, my girlfriend will have arguments and she'll say something and I know she's right. I, I, don't, want, I, I don't want to hear it. 
you know, yeah, and, and, yeah. That's, and that's a flaw of mine. We've all got flaws. No one's perfect. And I think it's about owning that. And that's like my next step is to own more of my shit. We've all got shit that we always need to own, you know? Um, a big lesson I learned pretty quickly or pretty early on, we had this voice teacher named Donald who was God. It was amazing. It was this um, gay South African dude who just had no filter, would just fucking tell you how it is. And I've got a slight speech impediment. He says, like, I think it's what hold me from getting into drama school for quite a while. And he taught me to own that instead of trying to hide from it and be scared of it. And all that, it's about owning who you are and what you are to push you forward. Ben Mendelssohn has a, a lisp and there's this really weird sort of speech pattern. He's in Animal, ben King- Anim- he's in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. He's the brother, Pope, the really weird oh, dude. Yeah. 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 Also, also in like uh, Star Wars, the Rogue One, he plays a baddie in that. He has this really camp voice, but he is fucking terrifying yeah like it's insane and it's about owning who you are and owning that voice and my voice teacher taught me how to own that and it was hard like and it was hard being told by my teachers you need to go get speech pathology you need it and it sucked it hurt the pride but it was about cool i sit there and i don't listen to them and i don't move forward or i take on the advice and i do i'm a big believer in that you should listen to every single person's opinion even if you don't if you disagree with it but they might say something that might open it up. They might have fucking no idea. And I guess I'm bad at doing it sometimes when say like my auntie who has no idea about anything to do with acting or whatever it is, tries to give me advice. I sit down and go in my head, fuck, don't you talk about But I should listen because there's another person's opinion. It could be the thing that unlocks the next thing in, yeah. in your development. So um, yeah, I think that people can't actually do that. People can't listen to that feedback or ask themselves those questions. And I think that holds people back too from figuring out who the fuck they actually are. Because I don't want to, it's too hard. Yeah. It's easy to, easy to go on Facebook and like people's other reactions and do all that shit. Instead. Yeah, and distract yourself in whatever way. Mm. There's a guy that I want to bring on. Um, no one would know about him. He's just mm. a guy I used to work with that's just had a crazy, one of those guys that had a crazy life. Yeah. And um, he said to me, he's like, he's really old school, very old fashioned. Um, and he's like, if most people, what they need to do to solve all their problems is just look at themselves in the mirror just for an hour. Just yeah. stay there for an hour and look at yourself in the mirror. And he's like, I guarantee you, you'll either laugh or cry. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. I did. I cried the first time. Oh, I did, mate. But I was like, whoa. It's actually like, we actually did this really incredible thing one time um, in our movement class. We had a great teacher called Sammy Chester. And we just had to sit across another person and look at them. We did this for a fucking hour. And you just, and we got closer and closer, and just looking at this person, and everyone was either crying because we, we, we don't actually look at people, we don't actually communicate properly as human beings with ourselves, with others. There's always that mask, yeah. And as soon as you can break down that mask, like you looking in that mirror, your mask would have just dropped. And yeah. when, when it happens, it's such a like an overwhelming flow of emotion. And I feel like I almost feel like everyone in the world needs drama school because it teaches you to kind of drop that mask because we all carry masks, we, we all do every day. And looking at that, seeing in this room, seeing my mate Lachlan, and I was watching this dude, he's like six foot five. He's like, uh, he would have been 21 at the time. I'm sitting there looking at this dude, I'm like, holy shit, I saw you when you were 19 and you had no facial hair and you are a baby. And now you're a man, you've got this big beard. I've seen you grow up this, over this past three years. Because like, you live pretty close with one another. And I saw him and he saw me and like, fuck, we had a big laugh. Yeah. It was great. And the girls over there, they're looking at each other, they were crying. It was just amazing because you dropped that mask. I think what your friend is saying is that if you're able to look at yourself and let go and let that mask go, 
it actually kind of opens like the third eye shit. Like you know, almost like yeah. you can actually start seeing yourself and seeing shit for what it really is. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that I wasn't too too aware of it. Even I, I like looking back now because I wish I did more. I wish I was more active in drama, especially. Mm. And I think a big thing that most people struggle with in high school is looking like a dickhead in front of people because you'll get bad pretty quick and I like looking back now it's pretty silly do you know what I mean like who gives a shit but I wish I could have taken that with me for my whole life but Mm. I feel like it's only very recently that I've started to live like that but that's the thing like that's that's pretty normal it's pretty rare for people to kind of I'll be like I'll be honest I was pretty lucky I pretty early on went fuck what people think I started doing plays in year seven I used to get shit from the boys because I'd be doing plays and then shit from the theatre people because I was a jock even because I played sport I wasn't a jock but I played sport Yeah. and I used to copy a bit of shit I'm like fuck you whatever I don't care year 8 copped a little bit of shit I mean, yet again don't care year 9 started fighting in the ring and people went okay we're not going to fuck with this <laughs> box up because I, was, I, just, yeah. cause I, just, I just didn't have time for people and people would start like, talking shit and I'd just go straight to a thousand and fucking say fuck off um, and yeah I think for me it kind of just gave me more opportunity to um figure out who the fuck I was because I was happy to do theatre. Like, I originally actually, people always ask me, like, how did I get into it? Into acting, and I'd say, to be honest, there's, what, 40 blokes in the football team and there's four boys and 40 girls in the in the school play. So, like, you like, pick up chicks, like, <laughs> as, like as a joke. But, you know, I wanted to have fun and whatnot. And then after the first play, I just fell in love because you just got the chance to um, be a part of something. And I feel like a lot of people have that judgment. It's so funny when you really think about, like, plays and all that such a bad stick but then everyone goes home and watches movies and tv shows and where the fuck do you think those kids came from and you idolize people like the brad pitts and all that they started doing theater first they started doing stuff because that's what they wanted to do i feel like um people give shit because someone else is trying something that they're too afraid to do and they find it easier instead of feeling bad they're not trying just take the piss out of the other person. It's like when someone goes out and buys a house out of all your mates or whatever, and people say, oh, why'd you buy that house for? It's yeah. shit, you know, it's small, it's this. Same time that person's living with their parents. And yeah. it's like, who the fuck are you to say that? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I feel like people give that shit to the to theatre people because they're doing something that, that they don't understand, but also because they're doing something that makes them happy that they're not used to. And it's like, people just sit there and judge the entire time. Um, but you know, at least you're figuring it out now and having the chance to kind of look at yourself. Some people go through their entire lives and never have a real conversation or like heaps of blokes never have a real convo with their dad. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to do. Like, cause you think about that ideas of, um, like natural masculinity and whatnot. You can't talk to your dad about this shit. I'm lucky. I've got a pretty open relationship with my dad. Whereas heaps of guys, they just like, can't talk. They can't talk to their dads. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, from both sides and I feel like the sooner you can figure that out life gets a lot easier yeah and mm. so yeah that's that's actually spot on that's pretty much my situation but our situation changed a lot over the past year because a, a year ago from fuck almost today actually I got diagnosed with the tumour yeah and then it was like ever since that day from there on it was like what the fuck are we doing yeah. like why are we trying to pretend that we don't love each other yeah. or why are we trying to pretend we're, we're men you know what I yeah. mean yeah and that pretty much dropped after that because we were like, hang on a minute, like, this is real. Yeah. You can die at any minute. And it's sort of just giving you that reality check that you're like, you're not going to be forever. No. It's okay to say things, expose yourself. And I think from then onwards, 
I was like, damn, I can't believe I've been wasting like 22 years not being who I really am yeah, and going but, after what I really yeah, want. But at the same time, like, I don't think it's wasting. I think it's all part of the journey. Like, these people could say waste. Some people figure it out early. Some people do it. I think it's all part. I think it's, you can't, because then yet again, you're judging what other people have done instead of focusing on your own thing. And just if you look at it as that's when your journey started properly in terms of when you opened up, that's your, that's your starting point. Yes, it was a huge life-altering event. And look at you now. Because yeah. you had that moment of clarity where you've gone, well, I can't get any fucking worse than this. And so you kind of then get forced to let go. And look yeah. at you now, like, you're fucking glowing, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, that is true. Yeah. No, I guess. And you can't look at it as, like, you started late. You just started now. Mate, there are people who are 95 that fucking never have it. You know? Like, it's amazing that you... Shit that you had, what you've gone through, but at least there was a silver lining through the shit that's true some people just get the shit and they give up or some people get the shit and they get angry at the world instead of okay what can I do with the rest of my life or what can I do with the rest of my time and then when you do come on the other side of it you go fuck okay let's, let's, I want to do this let's give it a crack yeah so I think it's um amazing that you had that experience shit that you had that experience yeah I say the same thing it's definitely uh, a blessing uh, in disguise really mm. Because, I mean, yeah, it shouldn't have to take that. But if that's what it took, then cool, whatever. And scars are hot anyway, so. Yeah. And scars are hot, so. Yeah, well, it's a pretty cool spot. Yeah. I didn't mind it, actually. Oh, that's... They're like, you're going to have a big scar after this. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. cool. It's whatever. Make it bigger if you can. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about... Because I was pretty into Game of Thrones at the time. When that was was, um, on a high. And then I was thinking about what Arya Stark used to say. And how she was like... Um, and what do we say to death and he's like not, not today, today yeah. I was like yeah I want that get me a sword and I'll put the scarf through the middle of the sword and write yeah. that well it's like, actually oh, what I was thinking about then um, this just came to me uh, who, who was the one that said it someone said it was it Tyson was it Ali it was one of the greats never trust a pretty fighter because a pretty fighter's never been hit in life you get scars people that go through life without ever getting hit have never really experienced anything They've never experienced a low. They've never experienced that um, that defeat. You need. I think you need defeat in your life at some point. Mine was getting rejected from drama school four times because I have speech issues. You know, mine one was um, like as petty as as low as that is to what you went through. I'm believe you can't compare grief. Yeah, no, no. Um, like no. I've had my own stuff even with my old man and whatnot, and we're we're great now. Like we're fucking unreal. And I feel like you need to have those lows to have your highs. And so people that go through life on a toadstool with fairy gumdrops and all that, whatnot, they've never actually had the low to have the high. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, don't, don't be intimidated by a pretty fighter or don't be intimidated by someone who's had the, the golden goose the entire time because there are so many people with all that shit in their life that are miserable because they've never actually understood what it is to fail. To lose i think we as human beings need to understand that failure isn't actually a bad thing it yeah, helps no. that push or no, adversity not even failure adversity isn't a bad it is a bad thing because it's fucking you up at that time but where you can end up on the other side is so much more important and great for your development for the people around you for um where you want to go in your life um like there's some people that go through traumatic shit and then they decide not nah, cool i'm gonna be a base jumper for the rest of my life because that's what i want to do and people and then they live the rest of their lives actually happy so yeah, that just came to me then. They never trust a pretty fighter because they've never been hit. I think if you've never been hit in life, you can never get back up again. Yeah. Like you know, you need that whack. 
Yeah, you don't know what it is within you. Yeah. I remember, I think, um, fuck, I can't even explain how we first met. We met at PCYC mm-hmm. ages ago when yeah. I was a young 16-year-old that wanted to learn how to fight. Yeah. Actually, I think... I saw we, the... There was a blockbuster, yeah? yeah? I put that up on my Instagram yeah, explaining it. Yeah, But basically, it was when Warrior came out. Good movie. Yeah, it is a good Such movie. A Tom good Hardy movie. and... Yeah. Who's the other Australian? Is he Australian? Yeah, Joel Edgerton's Australian. Legendary. That's yeah. right. And then I wanted to watch... I don't even know what I was going to watch. And then you just came around and you're like, oh, you, you like fighting and that? You're like, mm. how do we watch this? Yeah. I was like, cool, I'll watch it. And I think you told me then that you used to train kickboxing. Mm. You're like, oh, you know, I coached at PCY, so you should come down. I was like, yeah, fuck, I may as well. Like, I'm playing footy and all I yeah. like to do is tackle anyway, so I may as well. And then came down. And then I remember the first thing I seen when I came in was Andy Giles doing some crazy fucking workout. <laughs> He would just pick up a heavy bag and just start squat jumping and throwing yep. it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what is <laughs> Where this? Where am I? Yeah, right. And then I'm watching that and he's probably wearing a fucking 30 kilo weight vest. Yeah. And then Eating I'm watching... chicken as well. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching Christian Reinhardt just shadow boxing, perfect mm. technique. And then you were like, yeah, let's let's train. And I think mm. I went down with Nico the first time and that yeah. was the last time he probably ever came. Yeah. And then I just stuck around. Yeah. There was just something about it. I remember... I explained it. My first session, I didn't get to throw a punch or a mm. kick. You just went through shoulder rotations, yeah. movements, placement. And I was like, what the fuck? But the next day, that was some karate kid shit when yeah. I went to put it together. And I always remember that. And I still teach that to mm. this day. And then it's, it's it stuck around from there. It's yeah. great. I feel like, yeah, even in my own life, with things I've learned, you, you, someone will show you something and then you take that and that's what you use because I feel like there's so many things that I've learned from martial arts or from acting or whatever. Someone else has showed me, I'm going, cool. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. And it's, it's great that you're able to, I was able to show you something like, in the day, you know, if I can teach some people to, to defend themselves or I can show someone something that sticks with them, then yeah, I'm, I'm fucking wrapped. Yeah. You know, like that, that, that whole process of that shoulder movement stuff is now like the very basis of all that I teach. Because I feel like it's such a simple motion they can give so many people so much power, so much movement. Like you're not even with striking. Someone grabs you and you start twisting. You can start yeah. manipulating. You can like jujitsu stuff. Like I'm, I'm okay at like defending myself. I've never had a class in my life. I just sit there on YouTube. Yeah, little and brother, your a student. Jojo, right? Yeah, is that? Yeah, parents. But that's more uh, karate stuff. Karate, yeah. But I always be believing. Like my, it's really funny. Like my flinch response these days, if I ever get hit or anything, starts with this motion, and it's jab, oh, yeah? cross, pick up, slam on ground, and. <laughs> or, like, or, or lock up and it always starts with that motion because I just find that it kind of gets the body engaged yeah but I'm glad that like you know that when you came and taught that you suck around because I was I, you know, I had a joke the good ones suck around yeah I feel like the ones that people so people watch that and go I want to fucking hit that bag so hard and that person over there who's teaching me go that was a good hit I remember I went to PCYC for the first time and I did karate and so my roundhouse kicks were very flicky yeah and still he goes oh do that again Thing is, the good kick. <laughs> flick it again. I'm like, yeah, he goes to it again. Do a third one. He starts pissing himself, laughing. Goes, that was shit. Oh. I was like, all oh, <laughs> right, whole leg, mate. Relax, mate. And yeah. then I started doing it and teaching and learning all that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was, it's, it was really funny. How you kind of remember your first things that you kind of learned at those classes, like, you know, and, and what six with certain people. You know, you watch Heath. Heath, That's true. Heath is elbows, knees getting close. You yeah. know. Um, Christian Reinhardt was long straights you watch him and throw on a right cross from the other side of the fucking ring and you'd go yep they hit me in the face or yeah. you know, everyone's got their thing that they learn and also you picked up what you picked up and I think that's all you can do as a teacher 
is if you can show something and they, if you could show if I show you a hundred things and you remember one fuck yeah because yeah. that one thing will then help inform the rest of the things that you do yeah um, yeah I remember that day remember those classes that was and sick it yeah. carried a lot I didn't I didn't know what I was getting myself into at first mm. I just knew that I liked the idea for some yeah. reason and I just always liked working with my mates and then when I stuck I stayed there and I stuck around and then we went through um, the gym falling apart and we mm. tried to hold together for a bit and then after that and, and then you left went to pursue acting and I was like yeah that's so cool that he's doing that and I was like you know I think I can pursue this for a bit mm. and then I found another gym and started fighting from there and I don't know why but I just haven't stopped yet no, that, <laughs> I'm not sure and, what and, it and, is, and that's but. an amazing thing because you've I think you were lucky that so PCYC was my home yeah. and I think you've found yours yeah. in Limitless Limitless, Limitless. Yeah. like you know I think I was, I was if anything PCYC was the precursor to you kind of figuring out what you wanted to do and liked and then you've hit Limitless where they do BJJ and all that and you've gone like this is home yeah that's so amazing and that's probably why you stuck around yeah um, is it Troy the guy Troy Skidmore and Megan I met him like four times and I think he's an unreal bloke I thought he was oh, one of the yeah. nicest dudes and I've spoken to people and just the guy knows what he's on about yeah and I, th- I think that's what you need I think you need an instructor that knows what they're on about I think I was a good teacher because I lived and breathed and I, I've just found that I was able to kind of just understand the whole picture but also I was good I thought I was good at there's more than one way to skin a cat yeah. So you get so many gyms and all that and it's you stand here you punch like this and you do it exactly like that if you don't do it that way you're doing push ups or whatever they're going to yell at you whereas I'd go cool this way we're going to teach it this way I'd rag on you a bit but then when you actually got to sparring and whatnot and doing your own thing I'd actually just let you do your own style because the way I fight is different to how you fight different to how Troy fights different to how Andy Giles would fight you know yeah. we're, all, we're all different and yeah I think, different um, body types as well yeah I think I was to kind of like with you even just honing what, what you were but what worked best with you even with um, Alistair yeah. boy could kick big old dude throw big round, round kicks I'm like Alistair don't get close to Heath yeah. or Gazzardi he'll just they'll tell you to shreds long kicks keep him away so it's kind of one of those things you just kind of try and figure out the best in people and try and get out of it and with you teaching you that stuff I knew because you kind of you kind of watch people and you look at people and you go cool I could teach him how to do all the basic shit like, like everyone else or I could see if he's keen and you were keen and look at you now yeah yeah and now it's been alright yeah. and then I remember we were working together for a bit and you were showing me we started teaching at the private schools and then yeah. that was my first sort of crack at it and then done good yeah it was, it was fun it was, it was pretty cool and a bit intimidating as well yeah, but the, the biggest thing I think I got from you was not so much of what you could teach because you could obviously you knew what you were talking about you knew how to teach martial arts and you were good at it but it was just more about the way that you could get across to people because you always had that different ways of just <laughs> mimicking with different groups that you had and you found the best way to, to, to get your point across to every one of them. And you would always go like really out there in a century, like, I'll, I'll stab your eyes out with hot knives or whatever. But kids <laughs> love that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And they listen to you because of it. And yeah. I was like, fuck, he's just got that knack with people. No, I thanks, man. No, I, I think like it's really funny. I, I kind of learned um, pretty quickly when teaching it, it shifts like with... Um, I, I used to teach, almost teach, like uh, year threes, and so year ten to nine year olds. Like I'd teach eighteen year olds. Yeah, act like their best mate. Because if you're trying to act like a tyrant and tell them what to do, they f- yeah they flip quick. you off. They flip you off <laughs> real quick. But there's one kid kept mucking around. I was like, mate, I thought we were best mates. It was manipulative as fuck. I thought we were best mates. <sighs> That's right. It's okay. 
I'll find new friends. And people are like, oh, no, I'm really sorry <laughs> Next month did not fuck up once. I'm like, that's manipulative as fuck, but at least you learned, like, there's, in friendship, like, you can rely on another mate. And then after that, I was just like, after the next, like, 20 minutes, like, nah, bro, we're fine. Just, come on, stop mucking around. Yeah. Um, and then, like, with, uh, I found, like, with, like, year nines, she's talking memes the entire time. I mean, year nine's <laughs> and they laugh and they get involved <laughs> and they get around it so yeah that's true. oh no I think I think that's the biggest I think it's the hardest thing with a lot of things in life is communication like how you communicate a point across to people like um, lawyers and all that shit are good at communicating what they want to people it's all about how you communicate your message as easily as efficiently as possible to those people and um, I think a lot of people struggle with that yeah trying to speak in their language yeah but trying to still keep true to you yes at the same time you don't yeah. want to copy them no exactly you know I mean? and, and if, you, if you start becoming and yet again if you start becoming bullshit start becoming fake then like kids can smell that shit from miles away that's why substitute teachers cop a fucking hiding from some asshole students because they um kids can smell that fear that smell that bullshit like I, I would get walking into a class and if I walked in and was like what am I going to teach them today what am I going to do this kids would just go cool free period <laughs> yeah. let's just fucking have fun so I'd stand there and just go cool game on you kind of got them playing your game yeah and so like you know I'd, I'd do shit where i was almost like as horrible as it sounds some kids i'd be like cool you're lucky to have me here so if you're gonna fuck around i'm gonna sit over here and watch youtube videos and when you're done talking <laughs> i'm gonna come back because i get paid either way and they go can you say that <laughs> it's like i don't care <laughs> so no it's, it's weird i, I feel like the, the hardest thing is people struggle with communicating their point across and i was able to do that because i just I think also to communicate this is really actor wanky you need to listen and I think people like I'd, I'd get into a class and I'd be ragging on kids and see that I look at one kid and I could see that they were miserable for whatever reason home school whatever and because I listened I could see that kid I could feel that kid's energy I wouldn't give them any shit I'd, and when I was teaching I'd walk around and I'd go you're doing great mate I'd, I'd talk to them and just go cool you know, you're, you're good yeah cool alright just talk to him like really calm and all that and then I'd go to the footy boys but like, around you go back to that kid oh yeah you're doing really good bro like what's up like you know um yeah. you're just thinking about this and even if like some of those kids even if they were doing i wouldn't teach them and say oh that was good if it was shit but i would focus on cool mate that was great you did that pivot really well with that foot that's awesome but next time keep your hands up you drop your hands they smack you in the face you know you don't look pretty blah blah blah, blah. and have a joke with them they laugh and move on and then i found the kid would respond and next week at class they'd be the front of the line or they'd be front and center because you actually got to li- you actually listened to what they were giving you i think as people like you know we don't look at ourselves we don't listen to ourselves but we don't listen to other people like it's so funny how often you'll go to a um a pub or a party or whatever and you'll be talking to someone and you'll be too busy thinking about the next thing you're going to say instead of what they're actually saying and it's it's, it's funny because then they'll finish their story and it's like cool you're both just talking from, you're both just monologuing at the next person because you're both yeah. thinking about the next thing you're going to say because you want your story to be out there because you think your story is funnier or whatever yeah what is that why do we have know. that I, I, I think it's just about um, we feel uncomfortable in letting someone else in so we just draw our confidence from the things that we already know and so instead of sitting there actually engaging in a conversation with someone and finding out about another person go oh but also here's this story about this thing and then they'll do the same thing and you'll just fucking go back and forth and you go like oh see ya bro and you'll fuck off and that's it and, and then that relationship doesn't go anywhere that's yeah. it that's all it'll ever be but the people that you do become your best friends your your partners um of course your family you actually listen to the things that you're saying and i've always found that i've always been pretty good at just listening to what people say 
like you know even my like my milk bar dude me and him just sit there and have conversations about his daughter and shit like that whenever i go there fucking like we're best mates i'll see him like once every like two weeks three weeks could just listen to him and he listens to me i think that's an important thing that we forget as people in conversation that conversation is a two-way thing yeah a monologue is being awake i know plenty of people <laughs> that do it there have been times that i do it you have like four or five beers and you're just talking about like I did that you did that yeah but I did this and you just go backwards and forth because you just kind of it's uncomfortable actually letting someone in and I think at the end of the day all of this stuff about taking ownership and control of your own life is just the uncomfortableness of doing such of, of doing that it's yeah. so easy just to fall in line exactly and they always say that it's with anything especially like going for a run the first step's always the hardest <laughs> and that it's the exact same with pursuing anything that's uncomfortable yeah. the first step it's going to suck because you don't yeah. know what you're doing yeah you're doing it right it's embarrassing mm. you don't feel comfortable in your own skin mm. but it gets easier every day that yeah. you are very genuine about it as long as you stay genuine and you have yes. good intentions for it that you want to be better for whatever reason yeah then i think it's always going to work out better for you if yeah, you do absolutely no totally not easy but like the other day we were at the I was at the boys house don't catch up with them that much and then I noticed I don't know what I was thinking but I was just listening to everyone mm-hmm. and just what they were saying was exactly that it was my turn to talk you talk and then my turn and then just shit banter that you're pulling on each other's weaknesses here and you know you're doing it but you're trying to get a cheap laugh yeah and I was like whoa what are we doing and then I just individually I didn't mention anything I just said like, how was your week? And they're like, oh, yeah, it was, it was good. And I'm like, yeah, what'd you do? Like, what'd you like about mm. your week? Like, what made you happy this week? And they're like, what? And at first, I'll take the piss. And I'm like, no, no, seriously. Like, seriously, yeah. What, what, my, what made you happy this week? And they're like, oh, well, actually, I did this. And then they get a little bit more comfortable to talk about it in front mm. of the boys. And then next minute, we're talking about genuine shit that is actually going to build this relationship rather yeah. than tear it apart slowly yep. and subtly. I was like, why are we not trying to do that every time? Yeah, again, because like I said, they take the piss because taking the piss is, is the way they deal with being uncomfortable. And like I said, the very second that you, you break that barrier, it just makes it so much easier. Like I've had some of the most honest conversations I've ever had, like with my partner, Claire, or with like drama schoolmates, because you, you learn pretty quickly, you just break down that, that right away. And you'll still have those moments where you, it's a pissing contest, and you, but you will have those real conversations like... You know, you'll have a, um, you'll see a mate and you'll be talking, you'll be hanging out. You can see him. I think when you really are listening, you can see a mate that's off. Yeah. And they won't want to talk about it. You'll fucking poke and prod and they'll take 85 beers. You'll be around one of those glass tables, the D&M tables that we all have <laughs> around. But if you can have those, it's, it's weird that people need alcohol to have that conversation. But some mates, if you just start listening early and whatnot, or they, like they're like being distant, you just shoot them, hey bro, how you doing? And sometimes that's all they need to know that you're listening. Yeah. It's like some people feel like you need to have this full-on philosophical um, discourse on how to break down someone's... Like, and at the end of the day, it's just you see a mate that's not doing well, just how you're doing like that. And that, that could be the, 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 the thing that makes him go, cool, this person cares. Next time I'm going to tell him what's wrong. Yeah. Or next time it's with this. Or I'll go, nah, bro, I'm actually good now. But thank you for breaching me out. Yeah. It's all about just feeding up other people's energy. And I think that a lot of people can't do that. People just have no clue on how to read another person's energy. Yeah, they lack that EQ, that emotional intelligence. Yeah, uh, yeah that empathy. Like they, 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 They're too busy worrying about their own uncomfortableness yeah. to turn on someone else's. <laughs> it's like, like it's, that, yeah, it's like, I've got my own shit to do with. I don't need yeah. yours. Yeah. Well, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't you're going anywhere. With that. Yeah. But um, oh, I was going to say, yeah, because that's, that's a good one. I like that you said that you don't always have to have a full 
DNA yeah. with someone because even that alone would put people off. They're like, yeah. I can't even like doing all that shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to break down into yeah. that or I don't want to have to have that discussion because I'm just not ready for it. Yeah. But just like, so I made a mind, his old man passed away and like he's my best mate. And I didn't, I knew from the word go that people would be just bombarding him. They'd be over at his house. They'd be calling him, texting him and all that. I literally just said to him, you text me when you need me. I'm here. And I knew that that meant something to him because he was so fucking sick of people asking him if he was okay. People hammering him saying, what's going on? Like, what's this? Like, I'm coming over now. When he just wanted to sit alone in his fucking jocks with his Xbox, just turning off. Yeah. He couldn't do that because he always had people around him. So I think it's about just understanding what people need. And sometimes a simple, I'm here whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Send. Smiley face. You know, I think... Um, People try and make it more complicated than it actually is. Yeah. Because they don't know how to deal with that emotion. That is, it's a high level thinking of how to actually like, you know, um, okay, this person needs this and they need that. I need, a, I, need a, I need a be Superman for this person when all you need to literally be is a response. Yeah. Just yeah. a friend that they need. Just a friend to be there. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that you said that because it's like, if I'm focusing a lot on my own personal development and trying to be better in, in any way that I can and then at the same time, naturally, I think that people... You know how like when they learn when someone learns anything new, they automatically feel like they need to go and tell everyone about it. <laughs> like you should actually be doing this. I've been getting to meditation; it's the best thing. You yeah. need to meditate, and they're like, just let everyone do their own journey. Mm. Yeah, cool that you're about that, but I'm not going to force it on anyone in any way. Yeah, I'm happy enough to to be that guy that you think's a bit out there. Mm. That's cool with me, but I'm not going to put it on you. I'm not going to nah. say you need to do this and that. No, nah. whenever you're already at your own pace. Mm. This is your this is your play. This is your life. You do how you're gonna yes. do it. Yeah, I'm just here if you need. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally. That's that should be the way it is. Not yeah. trying to tell anyone nothing. No, exactly. And that's so funny because everyone, yet again, everyone's a master of everyone else's own shit, but their own. Yeah. Yeah, like someone be like, we'll give all this fucking excellent, like, um, what do you call it? Like this excellent advice. Like they have like Socrates or like Aristotle even this fucking like deep like and you need to do this and you need to do that and you're fuck that person and this. And at the same time, they have like an entire house worth of baggage dragging them and they're like can't even look at their own shit. Some people like, and I think that's how some people survive. Some people survive by focusing on other people's stuff because they just can't yeah. with their own. And it and, gives them some little satisfaction. Yeah, and if that makes them happy, so be it. If you're helping other people, that's great. But I think that's a very unhealthy thing to do because if you can never address your own shit, when you go home and you're on your own, your, your shit's still there. And if you, I think you need to address it. I think that's um, it's dangerous not addressing it. It can be dangerous addressing it. If you need to do it safely and you need to do it in a space where you can go, cool, all right, this is happening, this is this. But I feel like ignoring it is worse. Yeah. Because yeah. that, because then you just you just you're bottling it up, and eventually it comes out in one way or another. When whether you like it or and not, when it comes out, it's normally a fucking typhoon. Exactly, and you're like, "Fucking, what was that?" Yeah, but I, you should have addressed it. And that's one thing. I, I had a couple of low points at drama school where I was feeling just really shitty about certain stuff. It'd just be like a pile up of, and like, that's the thing. The saying "when it rains it pours" is so true. And I was sitting there, I was getting pummeled by stuff, pummeled by stuff, and I'm such a hypocrite. So I say to people, "Just talk to me when you're feeling down." And people would talk to me and I'd go, nah, I don't want to talk about it because I'm fucking... <laughs> and I'd go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, look, I'm having a really shit day. And then just like, and I'd say to them, like, you know, this happened and this happened. And then I go, cool, I've now addressed this. I can now move on. Whereas if I sat there and went, 
Then yeah. you just a fucking prick to people. You build up. I know you've got all this negative friction, negative energy, and it kind of um, it's got nowhere to go. And then some poor side will do like they'll fucking leave their toast in the toaster when you're your housemates, and you go, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> so it's a take you away, isn't it? Yeah, but it's good that you're aware of that stuff. How do you think that you've come across being so emotionally aware? You're speaking a lot about vibrations and energy. Hmm. Do you, is that something you believe in? Oh, 100%. Absolutely, we get off energy. You can feel it. when when Especially, like, I feel like it's really funny. When a parent is angry, the fucking house knows. Like, when, that, when dad's angry, you can feel the energy of, like, there's a, that dark cloud. When mum's angry, you know, hell hath no fury, like, mum scorned. Like, you've just got, like, you can feel that energy. Um... When someone comes in with this big, bright, bubbly personality, like say when you know Robin Williams would walk into a room and people would just go, "Who is this?" People do give off energy, like you know, Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister. She's fucking one of the absolute best, and you can see that. You know, she has that energy of just like can accept and embrace and move forward and knows what she's about. I think energy is a really important thing. I think um, it's just about listening to it. I think it's, it's, it's it, I think it exists. I think it's about listening to what that energy is. When your partner's pissed off, when my girlfriend's angry at me, I know. It's like when she says, I'm fine or <laughs> okay, or that's, it's like you can just go, yeah, I can feel that, yeah. that friction. You know, yeah. I think it's just about, yet again, it's just listening. It's just about listening to people and listening to, and like, I, I know when I'm putting off a bad energy too. And it's like, fuck, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be, I don't want to make people feel that shit. I don't want to make people feel this way. Cause I, know that, I don't know how this energy feels. So it's about, cool, what can I do to make it easier for other people? I start listening, accepting my own shit, moving on, letting go, energy calms, everyone's happy. Yeah, what, what was that thing you said earlier? Uh, let go, hold on tightly, let go lightly. So you hold on to the shit that you want tightly, like you want to... Um, be an actor, hold on tight. You want to fight in the ring, hold on tightly. If something happens, like say, I'm, I, want, I want to be an actor. So I'm, that's the thing, like it's, it's weird because I'm going to be an actor to the day I die. Even if I don't get any roles, I'm Justin Bell, actor, side hustle, tradie. Um, but, you know, don't get an audition. Hold on, let go. You lose a fight. Hold on to that because it's a lesson. Let it go. Move on. Um, this, yeah, so many things where it's important to care about the things you care about, but you can't let them be your entire being because then you're stuck. That's good. I really yeah. like that. I never heard that before. Yeah. As well as that, what do you think that, because ever since I've known you, you've always been like this really bright character that's exactly that. You've always known who you are and not really given a shit about whatever anyone else thinks, but in a good way. Mm. And you've always just been that guy that's like, yeah, that's just that's just Justin. That's just the way he is. And it's cool. And it's like, where did all this inspiration come from for who you are and for where you want to go? Like, who is the things that... Is it books or movies or role models? Um, I don't know. I think it's... Uh, it's weird because it's probably started off being the class clown sort of thing and that's all about wanting acceptance from other people to find that you're funny and whatnot. I think my inspo, like obviously, I always thought my mum was always been a, a person of just. She's the the epitome of the burnt chop, where she'll 
do everything for everyone and then take the shit portion of it. So like she'll cook the chops for everyone and they'll be perfect. And there'll be one burnt one and she'll take that burnt one because she wants other people to be like, she, she's like the rock that holds the fucking sea back for a lot of my family and whatnot. And she's amazing. I think I've kind of taken a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, Robin Williams was a good inspirer. I thought he was just, um, he felt like one of those people that could just affect a room. And it's sad what happened to him because I don't think, yeah, he didn't address his own shit. Like, I don't know, the, you know I'm not going to go full on into that because that's a whole other well of, you know, psychology and depression and whatnot. But um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, really, it's a really weird question because I've always kind of felt like I've been my own person. Like Ali was an inspiration because he was a fucking man that knew what he wanted. Or not a man, sorry. He was a person that knew what he fucking wanted. Like um, he wanted to be the best. He knew he was the best and would strive to be the best and stood up for what he believed in. I think it's a really important thing to stand up what you believe in. You know, he didn't want to fight because um, I can't remember the quote exactly, but no Vietnamese ever called me the n-word or something like that I can't remember, I can't remember the exact uh, quote yeah yeah bad quote. World War II oh yeah, Vietnam War, a Vietnam War. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's someone that's set up for what he believes in I've always hated bullies I think bullies are assholes and I've always felt like there's why I think my biggest inspiration is just the idea of um don't go out of your way to make someone feel shit don't I, I think kindness is such an overlooked thing where I always say to people, hey, go on, bro, hug them. I'm a hugger. I'm a very affectionate person. I always say I'm a lover, but a better fighter. Um, I used to be very affectionate because I want people to feel good. I think it's shit when people feel shit. And so I think a big thing is um, just pure kindness, just trying to be kind. And not fake, not fake kindness. Like, oh, how are you going? Like, I'm really trying to make someone cool. You, 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 oh, that's awesome. Like, even talking to a cab driver, like, has an unreal conversation with this dude one time. And he was saying to me that we go into this life with nothing and we leave with nothing. And that started because we had this really friendly conversation about, like, you know, something about, I think some saw some sports car while we were driving. I mean, we had this really friendly conversation. It wasn't like, oh, you're a taxi driver, fucking. Yeah. You know, it's such a shit mentality to look down on people. Um, so I guess, I guess, you know, kind of in that. One thing I do, I'm kind of inspired by, I saw the quote firstly in Fight Night Champion and then I looked into it. It was by, um, so- I think it was Socrates. Uh, Roman, I think I think he was a Roman philosopher, yeah. and it was he who was brave as free, and it's a big thing for me. And like he is a he she. Yeah. If you are brave enough to do whatever you want in life, you're free to live it. I think that the second that you let fear, um, no fear of failure, fear of looking like an idiot, fear of um, letting someone down, you never actually try. Whereas, you know, if you're able to just let go of that and do what you want and do what you can to move forward, it's going to make you and people around you very happy. Like, I remember I used to cop so much flack from people about wanting to be an actor. Oh, you're going to be a waiter. Oh, you're never going to... It's such a hard thing to do. Oh, you're never going to get into drama school, this or that. And it happened and everyone went, oh, fucking, yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, so you're going to celebrate the win now. Yeah. I always had like my parents have always supported me. I've always been really lucky with that, so that's not been hasn't been an issue. But um, yeah, I've always been a big believer in like if you're just brave enough to take the chance and do whatever you want to do, you're free to live your life. Because I think we so often we get held back by fear. It's a killer. Fear is like and um, self doubt. Like the voice in here is a killer. But the second you can go forward, shake it off and go. Yeah, shake it off and go. Um, you're able to live your life. So I think my biggest inspo has probably been that is um, 
just do what you want in life because you fucking live once you know there's so many things I see people like people that settle with their lives and that's fine people can live the life they want people can live the life they want to lead and when people settle you kind of go alright that's not for me you know I'm going to try and be an actor you know it's hard but fuck it I'd, I'd rather try be 85 years old in my bed and go oh well it didn't happen but I gave it a crack you know can you imagine someone looking at your life and going well I didn't try coulda shoulda woulda coulda you know you kind of think well what did I do or what did I do? was I happy was I really happy um, and for me you know, some people are just silly some people are happy just by working 9 to 5 paying for their house getting a boat eventually getting a holiday house living out their life with their family bang and that's fucking awesome that's so good that people can find enjoyment in that whereas me I need to just try because you only live once we don't know what happens after for all we know we rot there is a God there isn't um, I don't believe in any of that but I do believe in um, while you're here make the most of it and um, that's why it's so sad when you see people that settle but they're not happy yeah and it shows yeah it, shows it really does you look at them and you go you just don't look happy yeah and that's a hard thing because you know you imagine that you wake up every day and like at the moment like you know it sucks because of COVID the whole acting thing is kind of being nuked you know, it's all been put on hold, but it's starting to pick back up. And for a bit there, I was pretty unhappy, but I was like, "Is what it is. I can't sit there and just fucking rope about it. I'm still doing the trade stuff. I'm earning good money. I'm, I'm liking the guys I work with. I'm liking the work. Move on. You know, the, the, the time will come, whatever it will be. Um, yeah, I know it's weird. I, I think it's important to want to try because in the end of the day, what else you got to look forward to, you know? Um, yeah, I like that. I think it's a good way to finish off. He actually almost finished off the exact way that Elon Musk did. Oh, really? No shit. Podcast. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Because this is happening twice now, where that someone's taken a without even knowing, and they're like, oh shit. And I always get excited by that because I yeah. did it once without knowing. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm like Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's my much Tesla? <laughs> yeah. But I like that you said that. Team human, team kindness, and have a life worth living yeah I think that's the key yeah in your eyes exactly. in the day have yeah. a life worth living in your eyes whether yeah. it's slinging signs uh, acting on Broadway um, building race boats fuck all. if you're happy doing it you do it you know I think that's the biggest thing that people forget beautiful my man Justin Bell thank you for coming cheers Gizzy thanks mate alright ciao